The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Were you frustrated at all with Logano, or is it hard to, you, you know you're going to have lap traffic and you just need to have the car that's able to, and you just have to kind of have to pick the right lane? He's, nobody, he's nobody's friend for a reason, so there you have it. Watching it live, it looked like there was a shot that, you know, if you wanted to, you could have just dumped Harvick. Is it the fact that you have too much respect for him to do that? Why, you know, what is the reason you don't just sail it in there and do something like that? Uh, actually, it never crossed my mind. Um... You always try to try to win races clean. You always try to race hard and race clean and, and get the job done right. And, um, yeah, I mean, if that lap car wasn't there, I would have blown it in on the outside or the inside, and, and maybe we would have banged each other's doors or whatever and had a, had a greater finish to the checkered. But some of them dipshit kids don't know what the hell they're doing or where they're at and can't stay out of the way. So um, nothing like a Gase and a Smithley. How do you feel about continuing your chase for the championship um, in Las Vegas next weekend? Uh, we'll be eliminated in the next round, so don't care. Welcome to episode 172 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Thursday, September 24th, 2020. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am not joined tonight by my co-host, James Cush. At least not yet. James is going to jump on a little bit, discuss some news. We had some big news this week, uh, but uh, if you haven't heard, if you didn't see on Facebook... Uh, James and his wife, Aaron had their, uh, had their new baby over the weekend last weekend. And, uh, so James is taking a little break, uh, from the podcast, but congratulations to him and, and his wife and, uh, all the, the, the Kutch family is doing well. And, uh, and yeah, so, um, so he'll, like I said, be back in a little bit, uh, in this episode to talk about some news and, uh, and break some things down. Cause like I said, a lot has gone on this week, but you're stuck with just me for right now. Uh, you get a little clip of Kyle Busch during the intro tonight. Uh, salty as ever, coming home second place. Uh, close second, about a 50-lap duel at the end. Uh, battle with Kevin Harvick, your winner of the Bass Pro Shops NRA night race from Bristol Motor Speedway. Kevin Harvick gets his ninth win of the season. He's one away from double digits. Um, I, th- I saw a stat. It's been like since 20, 2007, I think, since we've had a driver win uh, double-digit races in a season. So uh, Kevin Harvick's certainly on a championship-winning season right now. It's been pretty impressive. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what else he can do. Um, I think he's, I mean, come on. He's, he's, got, he's the favorite for the championship for sure. Um, you know, Denny Hamlin certainly was a favorite, certainly was, was in the same league as Harvick for a while, um, but really underperformed in this round. Of course, he gets, he gets into the next round, no problem. Um, but... This historically, this round coming up is not a good round for Denny Hamlin. So, um, I don't know. It seems like that uh, the Hamlin's team's choking a little bit at the end here, as we've seen him do in the past. So, um, we'll have to see what happens. Um, but right now, I mean, Kevin Harvick, I, I don't think he can beat him. Um, he, like I said, outdueled Kyle Busch, arguably the best Bristol driver we have right now, <clears throat> um, to get the uh, to get the win on uh, on Saturday night the NRA night race. Um, just a heads up before I get discussing too much of this, you'll hear the little crackling in my voice. Um, do have a little bit of a cold. Fortunately, it's not COVID. I got to do the COVID test, um, which was not as unpleasant as I expected it to be, but, uh, came back negative. So good to go. No COVID here. Uh, just a cold. So I'm dealing with that. 
so I'm a little under the weather this week. James is gone. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride. So um, there you go. Uh, let's see. Taking a look at the results from Bristol Motor Speedway. As we said, Kevin Harvick gets the win. 226 laps led uh, in this race. Um, certainly didn't luck into a win by any means. He was uh, definitely the dominant car of the day. And second to him was Kyle Busch, who led 159 laps. Both of them guys in the triple digits. The only two drivers in the double digits beyond them are Brad Keselowski, who led 82 laps. Um, Keselowski ends up finishing 34th with uh, power steering issues. Had to go behind the wall for a little bit. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't make minimum speed, uh, so they had to go back and repair that. He was running at the end of the race, though. And then uh, Chase Elliott with, uh, with 23 laps led on the day as well. Um, Chase didn't do what I expected. I expected he was going to be, uh, you know, one of the front runners all day. And he finished seventh, got a top 10 finish out of the deal, uh, but certainly wasn't the contender that we expected here at Bristol. Um, Kyle Busch, of course, started the race from the rear, had uh, inspection issues at the beginning, was able to charge up through the field and uh, finished second in stage one. Uh, one stage two certainly looked like this was going to be one of those Kyle Busch type races and uh, had some issues with Joey Logano at the end. We heard the reference in the uh, in the intro um, that uh, Kyle wasn't too happy with Joey. Um, of course, uh, TJ Majors was on Door Bumper Clear uh, this week, his show. Um, if you haven't listened to it, he uh, defended Joey, said basically that they uh, they did what they'd been doing. And so, um, you know, it. Harvick had to pass him too. Kyle wasn't able to do it. Harvick gets the lead back. Of course, Harvick or uh, Harvick had lost the lead due to lap traffic prior to that. Um, so, and notice Kyle didn't have any complaints about about that lap traffic. So, um, Eric Jones comes home with a third place finish. Great, uh, great um, run for him after uh, after missing the playoffs. Uh, Tyler Reddick, a nice quiet fourth place finish for him. Um, so, what do we think? You know, it was a it was an exciting finish to the race. Uh, wasn't a real big Bristol type race. Um, we got to see some excitement there in the, in the spring. Um, some drivers upset with each other. We went back for the all-star race. We had a little bit of it in the, in the preliminary race for the all-star race, but the all-star race was pretty mild. And, uh, and then this one was, uh, was pretty quiet. We only had five caution laps or caution flags for 50 laps. Of course, two or three of those, one was, a. Um, competition caution one was or the other two were stage breaks so really only two caution flags um, for incidents on the day so um, <clears throat> not your typical Bristol Motor Speedway race and uh, you know I have a couple theories on this first of all we had uh, we did not they did not put PJ1 down on Thursday for the truck series race and that was because of the weather um, they had rain leading up to the race and they I mean surprisingly were able to mostly get it in when it was supposed to start, but um, certainly was some delays and concerned about delays, and they just didn't have time to put the, the PJ1 down and make sure that it was down the way it needed to before the truck race, so they ran without it. And then uh, they the Xfinity race, they put a small amount down and decided that, um, I guess, the uh, they liked the racing in the truck series race better than the Xfinity series race, and so they chose not to put more PJ1 down on Saturday. Um, for the cup series race. And so we ran without PJ one really widened the track out quite a bit. Um, I think, you know, we have this expectation that Bristol motor speedway is going to be a demolition derby. And, and part of that is because we had a lot of that back in the day. If you go back to the old night races and, and maybe I'm just remembering the good ones. Um, but there were a lot of cautions. There was a lot of contact. It was, you know, it was a one group track. You had to root people out of the way to get by them. 
But it's hard to think back to, was it really like that all the time? Or was it just, that's what we remember are those moments. Um, you know, this is a great, like if you, if you want to compare it to your local short track, you go to your local short track, go to your local half mile, half mile asphalt race. You're not going to see wreck after wreck after wreck. You're going to see racing like this. That's, you know, you're going to have some green flag runs. You might see a couple spins here and there. You're not going to see a ton of cars get torn up on most nights because if you did, these local guys wouldn't be able to keep going. They wouldn't be able to afford to do it. Um, so really this isn't out of the ordinary for short track racing. It's just, it's not what Bristol has been billed as over the years. Um, so I think, I think we're a little spoiled maybe with some great races in the past. I think we're really hurt by the marketing engine that continues to show, you know, how many times have we seen Earnhardt spin Labani at the line coming to the checkered flag? That was so long ago. Like we haven't had racing like that. You know, you, you look back at the, at the, the highlights and they're all, you know, nineties, early two thousands. I mean, we just haven't seen that type of racing all the time. There's these specific races that it happens. And I mean, if you look at, we had three races at Bristol this year, three cup races at Bristol this year. And two of those three had somebody pissed off at somebody else. I think we accomplished what we were looking to accomplish. We had this race where it's, uh, you know, underwhelmed a little bit as far as, you know, people being upset in contact, but I mean, can you ask for more than those last 50 laps of that race that those two guys, two of the best drivers in our sport right now, battling it out back and forth, not knowing who was going to win to the last lap. Um, and not only that, but three wide, two wide in the corners, lots of passing, multiple grooves. I mean, I think if this was any track but Bristol, we would go, wow, this was really great racing. But I think we're really spoiled and, and I think we're. We've been kind of duped by the NASCAR marketing machine of what to expect at these races. And uh, I think our expectations are wrong. And what I love to see the, the beat them, bang them, you know, bump them out of the way, root them out of the way. Ten caution Bristol races like we used to see back in the day. Yeah, I'd love it. But I think we need to appreciate what we've got here. This is a great race. Um, great track. Still puts on a heck of a show. And uh, and yeah, I think I think. I was satisfied Saturday night, despite the fact that we didn't have the carnage that we've seen so many times at Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, again, you, if you if you didn't like what you saw those last fifty laps, I don't know what you're I don't know what you're watching because that was spectacular. Not only that, but um, you know if you're you know a lot of people hate Kyle Busch, a lot of people love Kevin Harvick. Well, Kevin Harvick beat Kyle Busch, and so I mean in the end, I think everybody's got to be happy that. You know, Kyle didn't get the win. So I'm a Kyle Busch fan. I would have, I, I was rooting for him. I was hoping he'd, he'd get by him. Um, you know, and it would, would it have been fun if Kyle went in and barreled in the corner and took Harvick out? Yeah, it would have been great. We'd have been excited. There'd have been, you know, people have been mad at each other. Or there'd have been a fight on the track. That's awesome. But these guys are also racing for a championship. And there's no point in angering one or the other. Um, I think they do have a lot of respect for each other. Uh, Kyle is, is as immature as Kyle is. He has matured over the years and uh, I think raced that one smart, uh, maybe can live another day as, uh, as we say, um, thanks to that. So, um, but, and I mean, again, nine wins for Kevin Harvick, he's not going away. If Bush is going to win a championship, which he says he's not going to, he says he's not going to advance out of the next round. Um, he's going to have to beat Kevin Harvick and Kevin Harvick's all but locked in to the final four. Uh, with the points the way they are, um, 62 points ahead of ninth place. Um, 
right now with uh, 62 points ahead of the cut line um, as we start round number two of the NASCAR Cup Series championship playoffs. All right, so this was our final race of the round of 16. We lost four drivers uh, in the points of the playoff battle uh, Saturday night. Cole Custer uh, falls to the wayside. He's our first one out in the 41 car. William Byron, Ryan Blaney, and Matt DiBenedetto all fall victim to the round of 16. Their playoff or their championship hopes are over, but they could still get up as far as fifth place in the point standings, the way the point system works. Um, I don't think any real big surprises there based on the, the first uh, two races of this round uh, going into Bristol. Um, William Byron really certainly was in a place during the race that uh, he could very well have gotten in and had trouble, um, gotten an accident, and that ended his day and, and put him out. Uh, Ryan Blaney and Matt Benedetto both struggled in this race, um, just didn't have it together. Blaney was able to finish 13th. Um, Benedetto, let's see, where did he end up? 19th. Um, just, I mean, just didn't, didn't perform in this one. Um, Blaney, you know, so strong at the beginning of the season, just wasn't able to put it together, um, in the playoffs. And, um, I don't, again, I don't think any of these were surprises. They might've been surprises going into the playoffs, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Um, we're down to 12 now moving in and, uh, Let's see. Eric Almirola, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, and Kurt Busch are our four right now as we start the playoffs or start the round of 12 that are on the outside looking in. Um, so we are, uh, let's see, Eric Almirola and Austin Dillon are tied in the eighth and ninth place. Uh, Dillon gets the tiebreaker, so he's in eighth. Uh, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, only one point out of the transfer position, and Kurt Busch is only four points out. So it's obviously really close. Um, again, we mentioned Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is 62 points to the good. Denny Hamlin, 43 points to the good. Brad Keselowski, 30 points to the good. Um, those three are looking pretty good. Um, but again, 30 points. I mean, you can you can gain or lose 20 points just in the first two stages of a race. Um, so you never know what's going to happen here. Uh, things can shuffle a little bit. I'm kind of thinking we'll see Kyle, as much as Kyle says he's not going to make it through, um, he's not going to have to put too much together to get in. I think Kyle gets to the round of 12, or the, the round of eight, I mean. Um, he's going to move out of this round. Uh, aside from that, outside those top four, I don't, I don't know that anybody there is going to move back in. I kind of think I'm looking at, you know, prior to, prior to the first round here, I would certainly say Austin Dillon would, would be the, the odd man out that would be, get pushed out for Kyle Busch coming in. Um, but I don't think so. I think Austin is going to be continue to put together what he's been putting together. I think he's got the confidence. I think he's going to going to continue to carry it. Um, do I think he'll move out of the round of eight? No, uh, certainly not. He's not going to he's not going to uh, advance beyond that. Um, but I think he'll get to the round of eight. And I think Alex Bowman's going to be the guy that's going to fall out of the uh, of the top eight and uh, and not move on in the next round. So uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, a lot can happen there, and you never know. But uh, but that's. Uh, that's my prediction as we head into uh, into Las Vegas and into the round of 12. Uh, just looking at the looking over the race results, any other notables? Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got together with Jimmy Johnson. He was the first car out of the race, finishes 40th uh, with an accident. Uh, rough day for him. Uh, William Byron, who mentioned he had an accident, he ends up finishing 38th. You know, it's not again, it's not the Bristol of old. We had, uh, let's see, 32, 33. 
33 of 40 cars still running at the end of this race. So you can run well the entire race and then get in an accident late. And uh, I mean, Byron, I guess it was before the halfway point. He ran, he made 232 laps, uh, but still finishes 38th. So um, that's that's rough, you know. When when there's that few cars falling out, um, it leaves a lot of room at the end of the field if you have trouble uh, late in the race. Um, some other guys that struggled uh, finished back further than you'd expect. Martin Truex Jr. finishes 24th. Uh, Cole Custer. We mentioned him, uh, finished 23rd, uh, Bubba Wallace, 22nd, a little bit dis disappointed with Bubba Wallace. I expected a better run out of him. Um, he certainly run well at Bristol. Uh, Denny Hamlin finishes 21st, uh, just not, uh, he, he, he let a lap on the day. That was, uh, that was it. Um, so just not what, uh, what, again, what we've expected or come to expect this season from Denny Hamlin. seems like they're kind of slipping when they, uh, when they need to perform. So. Um, Kurt Busch, another one that generally is really good at Bristol, finishes 15th. Um, Austin Dillon, we mentioned, he finishes 12th, a near top 10 finish. That is his worst finish of the first round of the playoffs, which is pretty darn good uh, with a 12th place finish. So that's good for him. Uh, Ryan Priest and Chris Busher, uh, a couple, uh, heck, let's go. Chris Busher finishes 8th. Ryan Priest finishes 9th. And Michael McDowell finishes 10th. Those, uh, those three guys with a great run on the day at Bristol Motor Speedway. Clint Boyer finishes sixth, was struggling throughout the day. Um, and then when uh, when Byron fell out, then uh, Boyer seemed to take off and, and uh, was able to work his way up to a sixth-place finish. Eric Almarola finishes fifth. Uh, we mentioned Tyler Reddick, the rookie, uh, finishes fourth place. And again, Eric Jones with his third-place finish. Uh, great great way to, to try and bad, pad that resume a little bit uh, as you're looking for a ride heading into the uh, – into um, next season, as we don't know where Eric Jones is going yet, as of now, um, unless news is broken as I'm recording this. I know he was teasing some stuff on Twitter today. So um, with that, I'm going to take a little pause here. That is your race recap from the uh, let's see. It was the 60th annual Bass Pro Shops NRA night race uh, Saturday night. Let's see if there's anything else worth mentioning here in the uh, in the stats. Uh, let's see. We mentioned it was. Uh, it was Kevin Harvick's 58th victory, 711 cup starts, um, his single season, single season career best ninth place or ninth victory on uh, 24th top 10 in 2020. It's his third victory, 20th top 10 finish in 40 races at Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, there you go. Uh, Eric Jones had his fourth top 10 finish in eight races at Bristol, and uh, Tyler Reddick was the highest finish victory, finishing, Wow. Tyler Reddick was the highest finishing rookie, and this is Ford's 39th victory in the NASCAR Cup Series at Bristol Motor Speedway. All right, we'll pause real quick here, and uh, we'll be back with James in just a few minutes to talk about the news. Lots of news this week. All right, it's time to talk some news, and I have a familiar voice on the other end of the line. James, how's it going? Hey, my first <laughs> guest appearance on the podcast. Right. James is jumping in a little late with us, as we said, uh, as I said in the intro. Uh, James is... Uh, you're not called a new dad because you already were a dad, but yeah, a newer dad. I'm a, I guess I'm a grizzled veteran at this at this point, but now I'm a dad <laughs> of two. So I, I joined you in the dad of two club. There you go. You did it the smart yeah. way, though. Well, well, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning as we go. But uh, yeah, Lucy, Lucy Cush, she's here. Actually, she's here with me right now. So nice. Um, she's sitting here talking to me for the moment. So if you hear a 
appear a necessary blip or she talks, then uh, there you go. There will be no but, complaint if she makes an appearance on the show. So, yep, she's just kind of looking at me right now, like, "What's going on?" <laughs> but Eric, I had to come on. You know, you and I were chatting back and forth. I hemmed and hawed, and I was initially going to take a week <laughs> off. Um, but there's so much dang news that uh, we got we got to talk about it, man. There's so much going on. Like we're talking at the level of news, like when. Uh, when Jimmy announced he was retiring, like th- that's, yes. this is that level, maybe bigger. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to start, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got drivers moving, we got silly season stuff. We've got a new team, um, with a, with a billionaire owner. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, should, should I, I, I know I have it last on the list. Should we start with the big one just in case you got a bail? That, that seems like the big one. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I, I hear, I hear <laughs> Oh, no. Is that the youngest podcaster in history? Youngest <laughs> podcast in history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe we should uh, maybe we should pause. Okay. And let me see if I can take her upstairs really quick. All right. James is back. Uh, let's talk about the big news first, James. Yeah, that didn't last long, did it? That uh, that was a failed experiment. You know, uh, <laughs> carrying carrying a five day old around trying to podcast is not a great idea. So that's right. a fail. Uh, dad, was, dad fail on my part. So let's she was good. We didn't we didn't mind hearing her on the podcast. That was good. Um, so yeah, biggest, biggest news of the week. I think Denny Hamlin has started a new team with Michael Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan, not a Michael Jordan, not Michael B. Jordan, the actor, the Michael Jordan basketball superstar, Michael. Okay. So I have a question for you. Cause I, I don't think we've ever talked about this. I know you're a huge basketball fan. Um, you're fans of other players and teams and whatever. Is Michael Jordan the best ever? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought no, so, no, but I, like no I don't, I don't pay much attention to basketball. But I kind of figured that my thought is he is, but I don't know anything. Yeah. You're a hockey guy, and you're you're probably like, yeah, Wayne Gretzky, right? Um, whatever. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean, Michael's um, not only the greatest basketball player of all time, but probably I don't know, Erica. He's he's the most recognizable athlete in the history of American sports. Yeah, I'd say. Oh yeah. I mean, he's you know. You know his face. You know his image. You know. You see the Jumpman logo, and you immediately you know. You, oh, you yeah. know, like Nike, Nike shoes and, and, uh, you know, all that stuff, everything that came with Michael Jordan, um, 30 years ago, for God's sakes, uh, right. and longer. I mean, um, and you know, and Michael coming off the heels of the, the great last dance documentary from, uh, from earlier this year. So, I mean, he's riding a wave of, uh, of a resurgence here. Well, and this, right this in, was right huge, huge news. Um, people that don't cover NASCAR, we're covering the story. Um, it doesn't get bigger than this for NASCAR, really. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you know, the other big news that's part of this is Bubba Wallace is going to be the driver. Yeah, that's that's huge for him as well. Right. Um, yeah, they, they've got, uh, you know, with Denny Hammond, and obviously you've got that Joe Gibbs tie. Um, so you're going to be getting... Well, we think. Uh, we assume. We think. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we assume. Nobody's... There's not, uh, not any word on a manufacturer, not any word on a number... Oh. Um, but we assume it's going to be the 23 Toyota. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Denny Hamlin or Michael or whatever they're going to call it. Hamlin, Jordan racing or Jordan, right. probably well, I Jordan, assume it's going to be Jordan, Jordan's the majority owner. Hamlin is he's, a minority owner. Yeah. Hamlin's more of the partner in this right. deal. Michael's Michael's the, the money man. Yeah. Um, but, but Michael said, he told Dustin long, he's, he's, I've seen a couple interviews he's done on this. Now he's, he ain't coming to the track to finish 18th. Yeah. He's coming to the track to win. Um, I mean, and, does you know, Michael Jordan go anywhere to not win? I mean, that's well, he's he's been losing quite a bit as an owner in basketball right. for many years. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when you've got his bankroll, um, 
he's he's got the financial resources uh, and a heck of a partner to boot. Um, and, and bringing up a, a, a big driver, you've got yeah. you know a, a big part of this, Eric, is you've got a, a billionaire minority owner um, bringing on the the biggest minority driver in the sport. And right. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's a great opportunity for Bubba to to know to chart his own path. Um, for the rest of his career. I mean, this is huge. Yeah, it's a it's a big domino to fall. Um, I think we're going to start seeing several other dominoes fall now that we know what Bubba's, what Bubba's doing. Um, I mean, this this is a surprise, but not. You know, there was there was there were rumors of this quite a while quite a ways back, um, and then you know it was kind of denied that it was happening, which of course yeah. it was denied that it was yeah. happening. They they want us to believe that this is ten days old, right? And I just, I mean, the, the whispers on this have been out for, you know, a month and a half, two months. It so. started to get kind of late for the announcement. I kind, I kind of felt because, I mean, so let's let's put it this way. Like, they they still don't even know where their shop's going to be. They don't yeah. know what cars. I mean, because even they're buying the they're purchasing the Jermaine Charter, but yep. they're not going to run Jermaine cars because those are Chevrolets. Right. You know, you're you, talking to you assume that Denny Hamlin's not going to do that. Right. He's, a, he's a Toyota guy. Yeah. You're talking this. This is a team that now is going to have a one year gap where they run the old car. They have to put together old cars to be competitive with and then get ready with the new car the following year. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're late on this deal. So it was kind of that was I just felt like the clock was ticking and it started to look like maybe it wouldn't happen. But Bubba talking about how he was planning on you know, going to a winning team and, and, and being able to like finally put himself on the line. And like, if he can't do it, he's not, if he can't do it here, he's not gonna be able to do it, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like, right. man, would he be talking that way about Hendrick? Because Hendrick's not that good right now. No. Um, you know, we really don't, I don't, I really don't feel like there's an opening at Stuart Haas. So he had to be talking about this. I mean, he kind of, you know, Yeah, I think, um, I think he had his pick of two or three rides. Yeah. Um, I think the 42 we'll talk about in a second. I think that was probably his at, at any given time. And yeah, I agree. Um, and he, he could have went back to the 43, obviously for, as a minority, as a minority owner in the team. Um, so that was, I guess your fourth option. I, I don't know how many, you know, how many you want to go through, but uh, I mean, yeah, this is, um, this is a bigger, like, you know, he could sign with Hendrick, right. To drive the 48. Let's say right. that's on the table. Um, and that's great. Um, but who knows? That's a two-year deal or whatever. That's that's a short-term deal. And if he doesn't perform, he's out. And right. who knows where he goes? Uh, you know, look look at Kyle Larson or, um, you know, Eric Jones right now searching still. Mm-hmm. Um, but to team up with with Michael and Denny the way that they're doing this, um, I just feel like that's that seems like it's long-term security possibly. I mean, you know, if Michael gets bored and doesn't want to do this anymore, I mean, that's that's your that's your threat that he's out. But uh, you know, I, I just think the opportunity to get your hands on some good equipment. I, I don't think Bubba takes this job without knowing pretty sure that he's going to have some good stuff right. on, on his hands. Well, so Jordan's not going to skimp and neither is Denny. Um, yeah, that's true. Denny knows the sport, man. Denny's been around the sport for dang near 20 years yeah. plus, uh, you know, he's, well, and he's also winding down the career. So, and this is his exit plan. You know, he can eventually possibly leave Joe Gibbs racing and, and run a few years for his own team. Kind of like Tony Stewart did, yep. um, you know, and, and it, he's, you know, you look at Kyle Busch, who's had his own team forever um, in the truck series and, and, you know, dabbled in Xfinity for a little bit. Um, but he's, he's not coming to cup like this. And mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin's got, I mean, this is, this is as close to the Tony Stewart deal as I've seen where, 
you know, Denny Hamlin's got this thing carved out and he gets to keep his seat in the 11, which is pretty cool. Well, him. that's that's the thing. Like what leads me to believe this could be successful is Tony Stewart. Yes, I mean, exactly. this is different, like you said, than Kyle Busch bringing his his team to the Xfinity Series or, or style, coming up to the right? cup where I mean, Kyle is as big as Kyle is and the money that Kyle has. He's still putting that together to fund itself. And it's not, it doesn't have the big backing of a giant, you know, investor and giant sponsors and all this stuff that this team's going to have um, to go into it. Uh, good. I, I mean, was this good? Is this a good move on Bubba Wallace's part? Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, on so many fronts. Um, I mean, number one, maybe for him is he gets a shot at, a, at really high level equipment that he's never had. Um, since he drove, drove for, drove for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the truck series, really. Right. Um, but uh, the, I think the biggest thing here, Eric, is we're getting we're getting a worldwide name um, <laughs> attached to NASCAR. Uh, you know, Michael's going to be around a little bit, probably not a lot. I won't I wouldn't expect to see him at the track 36 weeks out of the year. Right. Um, but we're going to get that pop of Michael Jordan. This is great for Bubba individually. but This is great for our sport. Uh, just to have him around is this isn't. Uh, this isn't like the '90s. I mean, Eric, you know this well. This isn't Dan Marino and Brett Favre and right. you know, those guys coming in. And I remember Randy Moss had a Truck Series team for a little mm-hmm. bit too. This has a different feel to it, to me. I agree. Um, well, it, it's, it's just—it's were... Denny Hamlin being involved. It lends that legitimacy to it. Exactly. And it's—it's it's not like it's not like it's some backmarker that that's doing it either. I mean, this is Denny Hamlin. He this is a Hall yeah. of Famer. That now is part of this team. I mean, a future Hall of Famer. He's got a great relationship with Michael, right? He's a he's a Jordan Brand athlete, and exactly. You know, other athletes who've come into NASCAR in the past, those guys are millionaires, and that's fine. Uh, This is a billionaire, right? (laughs) This is a big name. Jordan doesn't come to me as it doesn't come across to me as a guy that's going to come in here, put a year or two into it, and go, eh, this is not working. I'm going somewhere else. He's going to put the effort in. That's gonna that is gonna require to be successful and and he knows NASCAR really yeah. I mean from the what he's been talking I mean, he grew up in in North Carolina he knows the sport in some extent I mean it's, I see pictures of him floating around with Richard Petty hmm. um, in the eighties you know that's pretty cool stuff so yeah I'm sure he's not watching it every week and it probably wasn't during his heyday but uh, you know I mean he's he's familiar with this so you know great friend in Denny Hamlin great great opportunity here um, love what Denny did. And, uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what this team can be. Maybe not next year. I'm, I don't have high expectations right no. off the bat, but no, two years from now. Year. Yeah, yeah, two, two years, years from now. Two years. I'm really excited to see NASCAR in 2022 because I think with this new car, I think that, I mean, I really think that these teams, there's a lot of people that are counting on that 2022, that new yeah. car to be successful and to make their right. system work. And I think, I think we could go back to, you know, having – having more teams than there are spots to fill, you know, in a, yeah, in a field. more legit. Yeah. More legit teams, you know, a depth of, ta- uh, a depth of talent that, um, is a little bit, a little bit more than what we have now, which, you know, I feel like the sport is very, fairly thin. Yeah. Um, but we can pack in some more competitive cars more towards the middle of the field. Now, again, where, where we're lacking some of that speed. Right. Um, let's bounce around a little bit here. We're going to talk about some silly season stuff. I want to go back up to, uh, not really a whole lot of news here, but Matt Benedetto says the Wood Brothers have till the end of the month to renew his contract. Um, I, I was listening to, I think it was, I think it was Dave Moody on Sirius today. It was, I, I don't know. I listened to a bunch of podcasts this week too. Um, it might've been the Positive Regression podcast I was listening to today. I don't know. One of them mentioned the fact that Matt Benedetto signed a contract 
last year pre-COVID to run this team and that that might be the, the holding point is the fact that he might be a more expensive option than, say, an Austin Sindrick or a, a Chase Briscoe for this ride. Um, but we'll know before the end of the month on whether they're going to at least pick up his option or renegotiate or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think Matty D's back? It's starting to look like it's not. I feel it is, like if, does, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, honestly, Eric, if you're Wood Brothers, you've got to keep your options open yeah. with some of this talent that's coming up. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Matt's great. He got him into the playoffs, and that is a huge step for that team. Um, but, man, you've – I mean, that team had Ryan Blaney not that long ago, and they were, you know – they were really good with him. Yep. And I think I think they've got their eyes on a Cindric or a Briscoe, and they think maybe they can get back to victory lane with one of those guys. Whereas, um, you know, maybe that's not. You know, we we have high hopes for Matt DiBenedetto, but he just hasn't been able to do it. Um, and he's had two. This is two years in a row where he's had pretty good equipment. That '95 car he ran last year was pretty good, pretty yeah. solid. And ride. This, this was a step up, and he's gone backwards. That's the yeah. biggest problem. Yeah, I mean, he has he not lived up to expectations, and yes, it's an anomaly of a year, but still, he hasn't lived uh, up to expectations. Yeah. No, and it sucks. I mean, he's not getting the seat time, and, and there's a ton of excuses. You can go through the list on it, but it's it just sucks. But um, well, but if you're the Wood Brothers, you've got to keep your you got to keep your eyes open for a possible you know superstar that you can market a little bit more to. Um, you know, I, you know, I know Menards is stepping back on sponsorship, so. Uh, that's going to hurt them a little bit there. Right. Uh, so, it, it, you know, there's a lot of lot of uh, things going on around the Wood Brothers. But I think um, I, I think they just got to wait and see. And if we get to the end of the month, which is, I think, next week, um, right. you know, we, we'll know. Uh, we'll know what the Wood Brothers are going to do. Yeah. And, it, you know, this makes me want to bring up, too. It's not the notes, but um, Eric Jones tweeted a little tease about flames on his cars in this in in the past. Um, today kind of hinting that what he might potentially be going to. And of course, everybody's screaming the Hendrick thing uh, because of the 24 car. Um, but you note that the 37 car has flames on the current paint scheme as well. Yeah. Um, Dale Jr. Actually, his podcast this week changed my opinion on Eric Jones. And, you know, I'm I still love Eric Jones. I think he's a great driver. I think he deserves a shot at a top team. The problem is, is that there are other drivers in line right now that should get a shot before him. Because Eric Jones had top-notch equipment the last several years. He didn't make the playoffs in a Joe Gibbs car this year. He missed the playoffs with somebody who technically missed two races because Jimmy Johnson missed a race because of COVID and then was disqualified from a race. You know, that's this is the, the territory that Eric Jones was in without missing a race. Yeah, he just hasn't shown that what he can do. And maybe it's not because he's a bad driver. I don't think it is. But now there's other people that deserve a chance to give it a shot in a top ride. And I think I think he's out for that Hendrick car. I think uh, I, I I think the whole Larson real rumor is what's going to end up happening there. Yeah, and, that, and which is hard because you, you say Eric Jones, you know, had his shot. Right. So did Kyle Larson. True. <laughs> you know. True. Um, Kyle's wasn't because of performance, but. I get, I understand. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Let me just, let me just play devil's advocate on that really okay. quick. Um, two and a half years into Chase Elliott's career, would Dale Jr. have said that about Chase Elliott? True. Who was, who is the same age as Eric Jones? True. I yeah, mean, I, I, honestly, obviously Chase Elliott had his breakthrough, but he's also got long-term stability with Hendrick Motorsports. 
Um, Eric Jones has never had long-term stability. If you remember, Eric, he came in driving for Furniture Row Racing. Right. And then hopped into the 20 car, and he's been bounced bounced in and out. Um, but st- statistically, they're not that far apart. Right. Um, you know, average finish-wise, I mean, Eric Jones is not that far off from Chase Elliott. But um, I'm just saying, if, if Dale was talking about that Hendrick connection there <laughs> with one of his guys, I don't think he'd be saying that. I think right. He'd be, I think he'd be saying, oh, you got to give him more time. You got to get him in a top tier ride. Are you suggesting that he might have some bias? Eh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I, and now, you, you know, look at Chase Elliott, though. I mean, I want to be fair. Chase Elliott did eventually that that third season, um, late in that season, he popped. He hit that. Right. He got that first win, and um, you know, he's battled through it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Eric Jones does, does not have that long term stability and long term opportunity, but. Eric Jones is also, you know, he's got a Southern 500. That's a pretty tough race to win. He's got a win at Daytona. Um, you know, William Byron's kind of going through that as well, where he's got one of those wins at Daytona too. So, you know, I just, I, I want to be careful. I, I, I still think, um, I still think there's a top tier ride out there for Eric Jones. Even if he takes a one year, I'd hate to see him take a one year, um, you know, puddle jump for, for lack of a better term, where he, you know, he hops into the 37, let's say, and then, you know, maybe a seat. Thirty-seven's not an awful car. No, but if if he can go back, and let's say he does take that ride, if he can go back and prove something there, right? Uh, maybe he get maybe he he, he could definitely upgrade. rebuild his career there. Yeah, and and you're, right now, I mean, you know, Ricky Stenhouse has not done anything to re- rebuild his career. Right. So right. If he can do better than that, then that would probably show somebody something. That's true. Um, Ty Dillon, uh, obviously losing his opportunity with Jermaine Racing with that sale. Um, a lot of talk has been throughout the season, a lot of rumors that he was looking to retire. Uh, he says he's not ready to retire. He wants to continue racing next season. And uh, he's on the search for a ride as well. Um, does, Pop, does Pop Pop uh, try to get him something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, ride or something? I hope so. I like Ty. I like Ty a lot. I want to see him get yeah. an opportunity. I kind of feel like if there was an opportunity in the Cup Series with RCR that he'd already be there. Um, already could have. Tyler Reddick's got him boxed out. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been good, man. He he ain't, he ain't going anywhere. Well, mean, they, you're right though. Maybe slap him in an Xfinity car. I don't know. But does, yeah, I mean, keep him keep him in the keep does him. Does Ty really want to go back to Xfinity? I mean, I mean, he's 28 years old. You know, it's yeah. He's at that point now where he, he don't want to go back. But you know, he maybe he's like an all guyer. You know, maybe that's maybe. that's not a bad career to have. I mean, you can make a you can make a good living that way. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if he keeps his options open, you know, go ahead, go c- compete for championships. And, um, I mean, what does he want to do? Does he want to continue driving for a team like Jermaine? You know, does he want to be like Daniel Suarez right now? Or does he want to, I don't know, go try to win something. I, I, I feel like he's got some, he, he may have more options than we think. I right. don't know. Well, I mean, there's certainly an option in the 43 car, um, which yeah. is open right now. There's, you yep. know, we could potentially see him, see that 37 car be an option. Um, there's a few options out there, so who knows? Yeah, I know. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like you said, Eric, you, you nailed it um, to, with the Dale Jr. download there. I mean, there's guys who deserve opportunities. Ty's, yep. um, yeah, unfortunately, he's not one of the guys who deserves a higher opportunity. He's going to have to, he's going to have to go back and, and do something with yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to have to take got. a parallel, parallel line or, or step back. But yeah, uh, exactly. Though, I think there'll be an opportunity there for him. It's just not going to be, like you said, it's not going to be an A-plus ride. No, he's, yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah, he hasn't done anything on the track to, to, to get one of those either. So he's got one, some time. One driver who's not, I don't know, he's getting an A-plus ride, but he's certainly getting a B-plus A ride. 
Yeah, tier uh, two ride, I think. Yeah. yeah. Ross Chastain announced as the driver of the number 42, ironically, right after the announcement of Bubba Wallace, or right before. Yeah. Was it before, right before or after? Yeah. It was right before. It was before. Yeah, it was in the morning. That was a big news day, Ben. That, yeah. That, that was the first news of the day, and we already had forgotten about it by noon. Yep. So, uh, I mean, good on Ross Chastain. I mean, he's been in the pipeline for for uh, Chip Ganassi for a while, and um, obviously Kenseth isn't doing what they need to do there. He Kenseth did what they needed him needed to do with what happened with Larson. He came in, he made the sponsors happy. He gave them okay performance, but mostly it was, you've got somebody who you can trust, who's not going to piss somebody off. He's not going to do something stupid. And they got that. Now he served that purpose. He's out. Chastain gets a chance at the ride. I think this is why Chastain didn't go in when, when, uh, Kenseth did, to be honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you needed, you know, how do you replace a Kyle Larson unless you're, you know, unless you're getting a, uh, the, the next great thing right um, right away, which, you know, you go back, you get a champion and, and you stabilize but, uh, or stabilize. Um, I just don't know. I, I don't know if Matt did more harm than good there with how bad that team has been. But I mean, he, he did almost win the Brickyard 400. I mean, yeah. he was there. So I think Matt, um, I think Matt knew he was in for a challenge, but I think he underestimated what that challenge was going to be with this yeah. new car and no practice. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that might be one of my great wins on the season because I was out from the yeah <laughs> from the get go on for Matt Kenseth. But yeah, you're right. That was the only. You, I think you've been out on Matt. Right. You've been that out on Matt Kenseth thing. for like four years, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Except for that's the time true. that I said he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he. he oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> then then you guys jumped down my throat. But aside from that, you're against Matt Kenseth. <laughs> Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, that did that did happen. I did hop on the Kenseth bandwagon for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, big did. time, big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but you know, good for Ross, right? I mean, yeah. Um, not having the year he wants in Xfinity, but he's you know he's in the championship hunt. So he's he. Um, th- Ross Chastain is having a Kyle Busch type of year where Kyle's pissed because he's finishing second. He's having a spectacular year in the Xfinity he's series. Running, he's, he I just mean, seven point nine average finish. You know, I, I know he wants wins. Right. Um, I mean, 20, 23 top tens in twenty six races. I mean, he's he's one of the guys. He's just yeah. got to break through and get some get some wins. But he's in the hunt. Yep. You know, he's there. Yep. Um, um, good for him, though. I mean, this is. I think this is a, more of a financial move too, Eric. Um, you're probably getting Ross Chastain on a pretty nice deal oh, with yeah. um, with some sponsorship he's going to be bringing. So, yep. and I um, I I think that there's been some kind of talk that um, College Racing's planning on running a part time car next year, and I would assume that we'll probably see, still see him in a colleague Xfinity car a few times. As yeah, well, helping so. that, yeah. Helping that team out. He likes running all these series. I mean, he's yep. run I mean, gosh, man, he's, he's almost at a hundred truck series starts. He's almost at 200 Xfinity starts. And really he's almost, he's at right at 80, um, cup series starts. So, yep. uh, that, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of seat time. Uh, and I think it's going to be a good move for that team. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna, I mean, it's not Kyle Larson, right. You know, and that's hard, but, uh, you know, he's been in the pipeline. I, I think he deserves the shot. He's got some talent. We'll see what he can do with it in a cup car, but in a good cup car. Um, but he's definitely got some talent. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. He can elevate that team a little bit, um, you know, from where Matt Kenseth has it. He's got to get – he's got to outperform Kurt Busch, I think. Yeah. At this point in Kurt's career. He's got to go there and he's got to be – he's got to be their A driver. He's yep. got to go there and be their A driver, I think. And, he, and he's got the seat time. I, I don't – he doesn't have a, a Does he have uh, to be their long. A driver right off the top, James? I, mean, I think so. I think so. He has to come in as basically a rookie and outperform Kurt. Exactly. He's not in exactly. That's, that's it. I think he's, I mean, he's not a rookie. No, he's, he's definitely not a rookie. Right. Um, But at this point, at this point in Kurt's career, uh, he's got to outperform Kurt. 
you got to go there and outperform Kurt. And as long as he's outperforming Kurt, you, you keep him around. You right. know, this is um, that. I mean, that's a good that that would be a good stable driver. Go out and make the playoffs next year. I think that's real. That's realistic for that guy. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think that's all it for silly season news. I, I highly expect that within, by the time we do this podcast next week, that we're going to have an announcement on Eric Jones, just the way he's hinting. Um, we'll see what else we get, but, uh, the, the dominoes are starting to fall. I thought maybe more would fall before we recorded this, but, uh, but yeah, not, not quite yet. Just to make sure. I know I scrolled through it before you got on. So, um, but we do have some, some track news. Um, there was a rumor right before we went to Bristol, I think is when it came up. That uh, that they are exploring the opportunity of within the next couple of years, uh, putting dirt down at Bristol again and running a dirt race there. And when they first talked about it, it was there were no series uh, discussed. It was just that they might go to dirt. Um, if you remember, the World of Outlaws ran there on dirt in 2000, 2001. Uh, but since then, it has been rumored even more so that it might be a cup race on dirt at Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, so before we talk about whether that's a good idea. James, I'm going to ask you this because I asked you, I, I mentioned it in the chat today when you and I and Todd were talking, but uh, total slap in the face of Tony Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I yeah. mean, Stewart's been trying to get a cup race at Eldora since the truck started there. Yeah, I'd be a little miffed if I were him. And then <laughs> I don't, and we, we don't know if Tony's going to get that race back right. after, after COVID. So, um, dude, I, that's, yeah, I think, I think you're onto something there. Um, but I think NASCAR wants that infrastructure. If they're going to do mm. it, they they want the. They're the going to want to pack the stands for that sucker. Yep, yep. And yeah, there's really no. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people are saying that it should be a real, a true dirt track that does this, but there is not a dirt track that has the infrastructure that Bristol Motor Speedway has to run one of these. No. And that that April race has been a nothing race forever. Pandemic before pandemic yeah that's yeah. that's what i said in our chat too it's like yeah i mean that spring race has been it's, it's basically been a covid race for five years yeah nobody cares that's about the spring race so no. if you want to you want to take that spring race and make it worth something you've put dirt down on that track and you run it heck i mean you can run it under the lights so you got two nights of dirt at bristol yeah, every man. year i mean it would definitely fix the it would fix the april race that's for sure yeah I mean, yeah. it sucks. I'd rather see him at, El- at Eldora, but you don't have to put safer barriers in here. They're already there. You don't have to do all this stuff. You don't have to add seats. You don't have to add roads. You don't have to bring in cell towers. All that stuff is already there. Yeah, I mean, the infrastructure's there. Um, I just don't know. I, I, I think we're all skeptical, right? Yeah. It's not... Well, uh, the drivers are, too. Brad Keselowski talked about it today. He said he basically only has, like, 1% of the information, so to form an opinion, it's tough, but and the yeah. cup drivers are worried about tires and all this stuff. And I mean, you and I ran, you and I saw Brad Kozlowski run a dirt race yeah. at Eldora and trucks. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> of course he wants to keep it on the, <laughs> on the concrete, right? Right. Right. <laughs> but so. if you're the Dylan boys, you're licking your chops, I guess. I so. mean, I know we're skeptical, but I mean, does this excite you at all? Does it seem like a cool idea or uh, do you just think it sucks? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Listen, I'm not going to bury this right. and say this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I saw Jeff Gluck do that. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jeff. Shout, shout us. And congratulations to Jeff Gluck, yeah. by the way. He's going to join us in the Two Kid Club yep. um, in March. Um, but I, I don't want to go as far as Jeff went and say that like it's a travesty. Like <laughs> It's not that. I just don't know. 
I just don't know what to do with it just yet. I'm trying. I'm still trying to process. I just don't. I, I'm again. I understand the infrastructure aspect, but why? Why make a temporary dirt track when there's all kinds of permanent ones? Yeah, and just fix the. I said this last week. Just fix the banking on the yeah. on the current track, and we'll, let's make it what it was. I don't yeah, know. if you're gonna bring in tons of dirt, just rip the the concrete up and bank it correctly. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, the other racetrack news that we got is the All Star Race is moving. James, is it, is it moving somewhere good? I'm. I saw this and couldn't <laughs> believe it. So the All Star Race is going to uh, become even less relevant than ever by moving to Texas Motor Speedway in 2021. Woohoo! Yeah, it's uh, boy, yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, I guess you could do a worse job. You could put it at Indy. But that's yeah. about the only way you could pick a worse track. <laughs> yeah, there's not many Poconos on on that list. Pocono. Um, I mean, I guess yeah. I think I think Michigan would be a little. No, Michigan probably there. be worse than this too. But yeah, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did see Texas tweeted out though uh, something about a Roval today. So I, hmm. you know, now that would be know. interesting. Yeah, that might that might be something. But. I would get on board with that if we were going to run a Roval at Texas for the All Star Race. I would be all right with that. Yeah, they gotta do something. Texas has been Eric. Texas has been what a top three worst track in the yeah, sport for it's, the last couple of years. It's not great. It's been bad since they repaved. It's been worse than it was. And I, I every year try to get excited about a Texas race, and it's just not worth yeah, it. It's so bad. Broken. Yeah. Um, so te- so they're loses, at least they lose. The, yeah, they lose a points day points race, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we go from an all-star race where we went, we actually took the all-star race to a short track yeah. and now we're going to start moving this thing around. Um, but yeah, Texas, I mean, is Texas <laughs> just the placeholder before they move it to the new California track? Yeah. California could be on that list. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But the, the good news that comes with this James is that it also opens the door and sounds like it's not confirmed, but sounds like people are pretty confident that next year we will have a cup race at Circuit of the Americas in Austin. Um, I don't know how good Circuit of the Americas is going to be with a cup car. Yeah. But we've got, I'm excited uh, we, about it. It's a world-class facility. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, NASCAR has run F1-type tracks before, like yep. Montreal. And uh, I loved that. Montreal and Mexico. Um, yeah, Mexico. Watkins Glen, I guess you could say, yeah. is an old, old I mean, if you're going old-school F1. Um, but Tony Stewart has run a cup car at Coda. So, I mean, there's, there's tape of what a cup car looks like out there. Yep. Um, fairly recently. So and Tony said it could be done. I mean, he, he was pretty adamant that they could race there. So I'll, yeah, I'll, so I'll be interested to see if they run. There's two versions of the track. There's a long version, and a short version. Um, real I, course, I like it. I hope they don't run the short version because I think the long version's better. Um, yeah. like I said, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful place. Um, it's a fun track. I was watching some eye racing stuff of somebody running it the other day. And I mean, it's the, the S's are slow and loose, um, but I'm excited. I mean, new tracks in the yeah. cup series. I'll it's, take it's it. Better than, it's better than adding another roval. It's right. It's better than, I guess we're going back to Daytona again. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, so, so the interesting part of the news that came with this is, is one of the, the reporters tweeted that this would be one of four new tracks that could be added to the schedule next year. And we already know Nashville super speedway is being added. So this would make two. What are the other two? Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I the only two I can think of is Gateway, Gateway. Yeah. and Iowa. Yep. 
or maybe Rockingham? I don't think so. That place is in pretty bad shape for last I saw. I don't I don't, I think, don't it think it's that bad, but I just don't think you I don't think we ever get cut back at Rockingham. Yeah, I don't think the grandstands are in uh, very good shape. Is that I think it? that's problem. I think so. Okay. I, yeah, last I had seen, it was in pretty bad shape. Um, I mean, so other yeah, than maybe add another road course. I'm trying to think of where else we could go. Um, I mean, you could do I, Elkhart Lake. You could do Mid-Ohio. Road Atlanta. I, I'm just yeah. throwing them out there. I don't think that's a hit, but um, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. There's it's, just not a lot of options that could yeah. possibly be. I'm worried, about, I'm worried about Iowa. I don't, I don't think that's it. I don't think so maybe. either. Maybe. I maybe don't know. Iowa could do it. After watching Richmond, I don't know that I want Iowa on the schedule, but well, Iowa's yeah. put on some good Xfinity races. So hard to say for sure. Yeah. I don't know, Eric. I, I'm as, I, I'm as clueless on I have really have no feel for what they're going to do there. Me neither. Usually, and supposedly think, we were going to get an announcement this week about the schedule. We still haven't gotten that. Yeah, you and I are pretty good at um, being in some somewhere in the neighborhood of what NASCAR is kind of thinking. Right. You know, we've we've watched the sport for many years, and we can usually, if we don't get it right, we're usually not that far off. But I really, this, this is one I don't have a feel at, at all for what they're thinking. Here. Well, and we've, I mean, so I have a question. We we're getting all these changes. We got new rules this year. We tried weeknight races. Did all this stuff. We're adding tracks next year. Like left and right we're taking a a two mile track and turning it into a short track we're talking about putting dirt at bristol are we going too crazy hey i listen we've <laughs> had the same schedule for many years eric very close to it so if they want to get wacky <laughs> get wacky i'm gonna throw my hands up i, I i'm not okay i'm i'm good with it i'm okay. good with a little bit i just of i am too but i'm like worried that i'm getting too excited about all these changes and that a lot of different just flipping Which is things upside down. This is what, Hey Eric, this is what we've always wanted though. We've yeah. wanted some different stuff. And even, even if we don't like some of the decisions, at least it's, at least it's, <clears throat> so we've got that going for us. Yeah. So, all right. Any news that I missed James? Uh, no spectators at Vegas. You That's right. That yes. Yes. <laughs> I jumped over that one. No spectators at Vegas. Um, this could have been a bigger story with uh, Sunday night football in Las Vegas this weekend. Had they had fans there for that, I know there were a lot of people ready to jump down the officials in Vegas's throats over that decision, but there were no spectators at the football game either. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but hey, yeah. it's it's COVID. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Right, exactly. So, all right. <laughs> any other any other news I miss? No, I think we're good, man. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, it's big stuff. I mean, there's not a ton extra to talk about, but I mean, it was a big week for sure. And big week. We still got yeah. seven weeks of the season left before I know. <laughs> we wrapped up. It's gonna so. keep coming. Next week's gonna have news too. So Yeah. Yep. All right. You still good, James? Are we gonna are we moving into picks? Let's move yeah, let's rip these picks right. out quick and I'll let you well, you'll let me out of here, I guess. Yeah. Uh South Point four hundred Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. Uh real quick recap of last week. I had Kyle Bush over James to Chase Elliott. That got me a point. And James picked Christopher Bell over my Eric Jones. Did I have Eric Jones wrong? Did Eric Jones beat Christopher Bell? I think Eric Jones beat Christopher Bell. Let's all hold on. Yeah. Hold. He did because he finished fourth. Yeah, get your point. Yeah, yeah get your so point. So I get a point there. I don't know how the heck I screwed that up. You are, oh, man, I shouldn't have. I should have. You shouldn't oh, have. Yeah. So it is 38 to 30. <laughs> Jeez, I'm uh, terrible at this. I should never do this. I should always let you do it. Yeah, I know. It's good. All right. I didn't want to say anything, but it's getting a little. <laughs> so, so there you go. <laughs> Um, I'm worried about the integrity of the scoreboard. Right? Yeah, I'm terrible. I don't know how I screwed that up. 
So anyway, uh, so I got both points this weekend. Almost got an extra point with Kyle Busch, but uh, I did. yeah, I was worried. <laughs> Harvick denied me. Um, with that, see, I didn't have. I don't think I had Eric Jones. I thought I had. I must have. I see. I don't know. I thought I had Ricky Stenhouse. Was my. Pick. I'm gonna let you review the scorecard. <laughs> yeah, I'll review the scorecard and fix it if I need to because I, I swear. I think you're fine, but yeah. Let me look I real quick. Hold on. I'm I, really I, had, I, I assumed I had lost both, so, and I didn't check. Oh, I see what I did. I was looking at the um, week prior. Yeah. I was so. a little busy on uh, Saturday night, so I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, know, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't check. I figured out. I, I, yeah, I see how, how I screwed it up now. So, okay. Uh, all right. So I got two points. Anyway, we go to Las, Ve- Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. James, you get first pick. Okay, well, as you know, I need wins. I know who you're going with. I knew you were going with Harvick. Because if you didn't, I I was going to. to. He's, I mean, historically, he's not the one you would choose. You would choose a Penske guy. I would take Joey Logano, but I need wins. And Harvick's got them all. Well, I am not going to go with Joey Logano either. um, But I am going to go with his teammate, Brad Keselowski, as my pick for this one. Um, Stick with the the, the, um, Penske train. I will, I will say in the spring, Harvick led 92 laps here before. This is pre-pandemic, by the way. Yeah. Um, so um, so non-playoff driver, I get the first pick here. And my thought, James, is that with non-playoff driver, it is people who are not in the playoffs currently. So even the exactly. four that just fell out could still yep. could be picked. I agree. Now. Okay. Yep. If you're not in the playoff content contingent you are uh, eligible so that being said it would make sense for me because he is not well i guess both my drivers are eligible both the ones i i was ryan blaney seems like the logical pick but i'm gonna go matt de benedetto instead yeah second place in the spring yep exactly that's what i'm going for is he's got the pressure off of the playoffs now he can go out and win a race so I, he's my pick for non-playoff okay. i'm a little bit worried about blaney i was gonna pick him as my guy um but I just don't like the way that they're running. So for a non-playoff guy, um, you know what? I'll go. I was going to go Byron. Give me Jimmy Johnson. Give me Jimmy Johnson. It's a good one. Yep. He finished fifth in the spring. Um, really weird spring race. Ricky Stenhouse and Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon would have been a good pick. Yeah. Regardless, I think. I, that dude's coming. I think I, you missed it because I recorded before without you beforehand, but... I pick Austin Dillon now to move in, move out of this next round as well. Yeah, he's got a chance. He's yeah. got a chance. So I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Uh, hit the fantasy league here real quick. I actually got it pulled up, James. So you didn't have to look at it. Nice. Um, the reason I do that is because I got the win this week. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, James yeah. still manages a fourth place finish despite all his excitement this weekend. Yeah, I did. Uh, I made a, one swap and it was a bad one. Um, <laughs> Blaney for, or, uh, Kazowski for Boyer ruined me. So there you go. That's all right. Um, yeah. Kazowski with the power steering issue. Um, yeah. Denny, the many finished second Baron speedway. Then James, uh, Ranger running freight train. Oh, ouch for freight train. Uh, Jay went Justin seven, one, three, uh, was our order and looking at the current standings, uh, freight train leads Ranger Runyon, James hanging out in third, Denny, the many Justin, uh, seven, 13, and in the playoffs, James is leading the playoff battle, uh, six eleven to five seventy three over Todd Freight Train. Yes, two nine five. So there you go. I can win the playoffs. I will lord that over Todd for for a while. There you go. Yeah, um, James. I know you didn't have a chance to prepare because you weren't sure you were even going to be here for this part of the show. But you got a shout out this week. Uh yeah. Well, since you don't have it, um, Fox FS1 uh, Race Hub. Yes. Do the Days of Thunder uh, making of 
two-part documentary thing. That is awesome. I'm all in. I'm, yep. I'm very excited. I know you're all that. into. <laughs> For sure. Uh, my shout-out quick is Alan Bestwick. It's his birthday today. Happy Alan, birthday, Alan. Alan, we want you back. We want you back in the Cup Series, announcing the Cup Series. Yeah, yeah, yep. I um, agree. I love Rick Allen, but let's get <laughs> let's get Alan. Get the other Allen. Yeah, I like. Yeah. It. I, I know. Rick's good. Rick's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick too, if you haven't had a chance to, uh, there's some great podcasts this week. But Dale Jr. has uh, Larry McReynolds on, which is spectacular, as you would imagine. It only we only get only get to Davy Allison in Larry McReynolds' career, but it's still a great podcast. Um, and then James's buddy Ryan McGee is on uh, Door Bumper Clear, which is also yeah. spectacular. So check that out as well. Um, James, where can they find you on social media if they want to get some baby pictures? <laughs> At James Cush on Instagram if you want to see baby pictures. <laughs> I did put, a, did put one or two up there. So there you go. There you go. Uh, you can find them on Twitter as well, the same account. Uh, I'm at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Our website is the Super Speedway.com. You can find uh, old episodes, links to show notes, all the articles we discussed today. Uh, check that out there, the Super Speedway.com. You can find uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud, wherever you found us today. We hope you continue to subscribe. Um, thanks to James for coming on the show today. Uh, glad to have him, even though uh, we weren't sure we were going to have him. Hopefully, next week we'll yeah. be back to normal. I sneaked in. I there did. You go. There yeah. you go. Uh, but if, if he takes next week off, I won't hold it against him. So <laughs> yeah, um, we're figuring it out, man. If you want to want to become a part of the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. We start the round of 12. It's the South Point 400. Uh, one of us, at least, will be back next week to discuss it and, uh, and break it all down and continue on. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Let's go racing.